listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it is anthony and jacqueline and we are back talking nxt on the wwe network uh this time a little a little reverse uh we're going to talk about nxt uk as the headliner this week because they had their big takeover event uh Mm -hmm. but that will not stop us from talking about regular old nxt we're going to talk about it a little bit i don't know how in-depth we're going to go Oh, I rated we'll everything. I'm ready. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, huh. I probably... Oh, I have notes. Okay, well, you know what? We're just going to do it then. I'm going to go... I, I, was gonna say, up... I paid attention to this one. I'm going to go pull up my ratings then. Okay. Because I, now I have to go... <laughs> I have to go grab them. I'm going to navigate through the grapple app, and I will find them. So it's episode uh, 522. Okay. Um we're talking about here you know what before we start sad news jack i don't want to hear it uh, do i want to hear it i don't know uh well it's sad <laughs> I, I i think it's sad it's not official yet uh the like they haven't made the announcement but all of who's the, leaving all of the news reports are suggesting that uh this news will be coming out eventually here and it's actually not somebody going to the main roster it's it sounds like casey catanzaro is uh, resigning. She's, she's oh. quitting. Uh, oh, she's going to AEW then. No, I've heard. That's how this works. <laughs> actually, I've heard. I, I, the talk is that she may have hurt her back. Ooh. And this has made her recon. It sounds something similar to what happened with, um, if you remember Stacy Irvin Jr. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where's he been? He was uh, great. He also left. Uh, I don't know if you remember. He was only on TV like once. Yeah, but and, I saw him on house shows quite a bit. Yeah, he was on TV once, and he took this back suplex where he landed, like, right on his head. And he Ugh. had a concussion scare, and after that, he was like, okay, I think I'm done. And then, That's fair. And then stopped. And w- they haven't announced it yet, but it's all the reporting is hmm. suggesting that Casey is going to be putting in her her notice, which is a shame because... I thought she had a lot of upside. Yes, but like, I don't know, she's not that big of a loss to me, I guess. Well, no, I mean, she's they, she great, never Great, don't get me wrong. She never like, really made it to she never really made it to TV in a no. in a positional role to be featured or anything like that, but just from like an you, upside uh, perspective, I I thought she had a lot to offer, oh, so it's sad to see her go she, in that regard. She definitely does, but I bet you she's going to pop up in AEW at some point. 
Oh, you're calling it. She's gonna I'm stab. Calling it. She's gonna stab Ricochet in the back and show up for the competition. It's what uh, Britt Baker did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, praise women have to look out for themselves if they're gonna get a better living at AEW. Hey. Go there. I mean, look, uh, <laughs> she's got a really great paying job on top of her already great paying job of being a dentist. And then her husband, I don't know if they're married. uh, No, not yet, I don't think. Also has a great paying job. So I'm sure they're doing well for themselves. They are. But but she was getting no love at NXT, so she was super smart to move. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I bet bet before the end of the year, Casey is going to be at AEW. So... The uh, the open uh, of NXT proper was uh, Io Shirai and Cami Fields. Hmm. Uh, she destroyed this poor young girl. She yes. hit her moonsault, pulled her up on the two count, wouldn't allow the referee to finish the match, and put her in her new submission, which the announcers referred to as the Harajuku Clutch. So good luck remembering how to pronounce that one every week. Uh, Harajuku Clutch. Harajuku Clutch. Is it basically uh, the Carafuda clutch? No, the Car- so the Carafuda clutch is Shayna Baszler's chokehold, and yeah, yeah. this one is like a Koji clutch, which is a, a kind of like a Koji clutch, which is a different kind of submission. But Io's got her own spin on it. Of course uh, she does. She's Io, and she won. And Io is now crazy, so this victory was not enough for her. She grabbed a kendo stick from under the ring and went to go back to work on Cami Fields when. Who should stop her but Candice LeRae, uh, who beat the crap, or tried to beat the crap out of EO, and EO took off, uh, looking a combination of, of scared and also disturbed. Yeah. So this feud is far from over. It is. Can I make a prediction here? I don't know if it's ever going to actually happen. This is only in, like, my dreams. Mm-hmm. EO's going to join the horsewomen. Oh, Okay. And they're going to be, and they're going to be, and they're going to be war games. (laughs) Oh, they're going to do like the war games with the women this year. Yes. I don't know, but that's what I want. Like how awesome would that be? (laughs) They could. I mean, I honestly, I don't know what they would do for war games this year outside of undisputed era versus another four guys again, which the Imperium, but yeah, I'm just saying like, how awesome would it be if it's like Shayna, Jessamine, Marina and EO versus like Candace, Mia, and two others. I don't know who they are yet. We'd have to think of some I, others. I had a third one. It'll come to me. Oh, it'll come to me before the end. But yeah. Oh, I know like, who you're How great about. would that be? Um, you know, now that I think about it, I'm totally, I totally understand why you wanted to talk about this episode in depth. This is actually a really yep. good episode and some really mm-hmm. great things happened on it. Uh, this yes. Cammy Fields EO Shirai match, not really one of them. I gave it one and a half nah. to be kind. Well, I gave it two and three quarters to be kind. Oh wow, you gave it's it still pretty cool. You gave you, you were much more generous. Uh, grapple one point three eight. This didn't yeah, really okay. go very long. Yeah, it was just a short little match. Io kind of smushed her, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Hype video for Kushida. Uh, he uh, they need to do something with Kushida. They do. He's had some good. He's had some good matches, but. Feels like he's sort of just floating there right now. I'm sure when the show moves to two hours, he'll be featured more frequently. Uh, they delivered on the Dijakovic Keith Lee match. Yay! It was so amazing. Holy cow, did these guys just go balls to the wall in this match? 
He really did. So holy shit! <laughs> at first, I wasn't sure what kind of match this was going to be because the first big thing in this match that the crowd reacted to was Keith Lee just ramming Dijakovic's head into the buckle. They had like a big, yeah. they had a huge battle over who would win in this tug of war, and it was Keith Lee, and the crowd uh, cheered. But then after that. They just decided to do all of the things that small people do, but they're big people. Uh, oh my god, it was so fantastic. Uh, Dijakovic does what would be a pretty sloppy dive to the floor for a smaller, more athletic framed person. But because Dijakovic is such a hugely framed person, his mm-hmm. jumping, running backwards, backflip over the top rope thing was just impressive because of his size. It wasn't like yeah. the cleanest looking one I've ever seen, but it was Doesn't, really impressive. Honestly, it did not matter. It was no. so cool. <laughs> um, they pounded on each other uh, on the floor. Dijakovic goes for this front flip off the top rope, and Keith Lee catches him, which yep. was bonkers. Uh, so insane. It's really ridiculous. They take turns doing moonsaults onto each other, doing these big, crazy power moves. Near the end, Keith Lee hits Dijakovic with a Spanish fly off of the top rope. It was bananas. Yes. That was the most bananas thing I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. And I love that the announcers, they're like, that's a 600-pound Spanish, Spanish fly. fly. Like, I, holy shit. <laughs> and then they showed the replay, and I shrieked when I saw that Keith Lee pretty much landed on his own head doing this. Yeah. He under-rotated just a little bit, but seemed okay. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee then tried to finish off Dijakovic with a moonsault of his own, but uh, Dominic clipped his leg, got him up on his shoulders, and hit the feast your eyes on Keith Lee to get the pinfall. Uh, say what you will about the crowd at full sail, but this match got them, uh, they were awake and on their feet for this match. They loved it. Yeah, I was on my feet watching it at home. This match was this is like the most, I don't know, this is probably one of the best matches that NXT has put on, like, in a while. And mm-hmm. I cannot, like, I was not excited for the live show until I saw these two guys. And I'm like, oh, my God, imagine what they do in front of a live crowd. Yeah, if this was at a takeover, yeah, I, I, they still haven't done everything that they can do. Uh, no. So it's really crazy. Um, like, I I feel like they, these guys are for sure going to go up against the AEW like live show, like the first AEW. Like you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. the card. This is this is a big thing. <laughs> Definitely a feud to keep uh, to keep propelling. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, what would you give? This it? was beautiful. I gave it. Um, I gave it a four and a half. I okay. don't know, and that might even be low, but I just loved it. It Near was so perfect. great. Near perfect yeah. for Jacqueline. So I was Pretty like, a, I'm a star under you. I went three and a half. Uh, I thought it. What? I really like three and a half is good. No, oh, it's this was like three and a half is like really out of my seat. Like three fantastic. And a, three and a half is really good. Uh, Grapple was closer to you. They gave it a three point nine six. So yeah. it was right on that, right on the verge of a a four uh, from them. I thought this was really good, but. Uh, it was also kind of short, so mm. I don't know. But it wasn't the main event, so I could see why it was short. But it made yeah. me want more, which I yes. think is like a key. So that so storytelling wise, I lo- I thought it was fantastic. Uh, 
They did a featurette on Johnny Gargano, focusing on the story of his career. Shane Thorne came out to the commentary booth after <laughs> this. He was angry. They were talking about Johnny Gargano instead of him. Johnny Gargano lost his title, and then he lost his rematch. And meanwhile, Shane Thorne is out here winning matches. No one's talking about him. So he's upset I like this Shane Thorne character. Uh, they showed uh, Mia Yim confronting William Regal about her situation with the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler and the Horsewomen. And at first, Regal blows her off because he's on the phone with somebody. He's conducting business. Mm-hmm. And then she gets really upset about it. And she's like, did you see what happened last week? Like, we need to do something about this. And Regal is... He's a good guy character, but he's also not a bullshitter good guy character. He mm-hmm. was honest with Mia Yim here. He's like, look... You had your match with Shayna, and you didn't win, and you beat up her two friends. What did you think was going to happen? Uh, <laughs> which, in fair, and he walks away, and Mia Yim's like, well, damn, he's right. He's very realistic commentary what, there. What was I expecting? Um, I kind of like that little bit. Uh, like I did, Re- too. Regal didn't come off as bad, but he came off as honest, because Mia did, in fact not win and she did take out the other two horsewomen from behind so and i'll be honest i don't think of regal as like a good guy character or a bad guy character i just see him as like a neutral yeah and that and this show i think proved that you know i was like oh yeah he is a neutral he is a force of factual information yep uh speaking of Shayna, she came out to the ring with uh jessamine and marina uh seemingly to cut a promo when uh, she was interrupted by the music of Rhea Ripley, who got a mega superstar response from this crowd. Man, she was, like, they loved her. They were happy to see her, and mm-hmm. she got in the ring, and she took the microphone from Shanna, which the crowd audibly gasped at. Yep. They're like, whoa, the audacity, but we love it. Uh, and... Rhea tells Shayna that she knows what she's going to say, that she's beaten everybody here, but she hasn't beaten Rhea Ripley. Calls her a bitch, rem- drops the microphone, her music plays, and walks off like a badass, and the crowd goes crazy. So it seems like we're heading towards a match that I, I can't believe uh, you would have loved more than Shayna and, and like Mia Yim, or, uh, but here we are. Here we are. Shayna and Rhea Ripley. Fantastic. And I just remembered who was going to be the third person with Candace and Mia. <laughs> yes, Rhea Ripley. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't thinking of Rhea as a as a good guy character, but I mean, she's not she can, really. But she can kind of be that like Bianca, where it's like, yeah, you don't she, really know. She's a lot like Shayna, mm-hmm. so they're gonna butt heads a little bit. And the fans are tired of Shayna. She's been the champion for so long. She beats all of their favorites. And here comes somebody who's a lot like Shayna, who's coming in and saying, I'm going to beat you and take your title. And the crowd loved it. So, yes, it was a match that people didn't know they wanted. Yeah, Uh, exactly. And it looks like NXT is great at Mm -hmm. Uh, main event. Street Profits defending the NXT Tag Team Championship against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. I thought they had a really good tag team main event. 
Like, it didn't get the crowd into it like Keith Lee and Dijakovic, and it wasn't as flashy as that yep. match either. And I think their takeover match was better than this, but... Well, yeah, and that's where it's going to be. Yeah, it was a really it was a really good match. Um, back and forth, underhanded tactics by the Undisputed Era that allowed them to turn the tide a little bit. But uh, they didn't cheat to win. They... Uh, they separated Angelo Dawkins. Montez Ford went for his frog splash on Kyle, but Kyle moved. Uh, they hit their double team on Montez, and Kyle pinned him. And Undisputed Era are now three-time NXT Tag Team Champions. And now only Roderick Strong remains as the, the lone Undisputed Era member without a championship title. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the, the, the main event? Uh, knowing knowing in advance now that mm-hmm. Street Profits are not going to be leaving NXT. They're not? They I are, thought they were. They are not. As, as far as anybody knows, they are still wrestling for NXT. They are making on-screen appearances on Raw. Uh, but they're not wrestling. The idea, apparently, the, the, the talk that I've heard is that they don't want to ruin them by putting them out into the ring every week. They want to make them seem like cool personalities first and then have mm-hmm. them wrestle, I guess. But mm. who cares? I'm not watching that show, so I, I don't care. They work really good in NXT, and apparently they're going to be sticking around for a while. So knowing Still that, as... mm-hmm. uh, knowing that, what did you think of the main event? Give it a zero. Not a fan of the, the ending. <laughs> not really. I mean, I was not a fan of the ending. Um, really, it was more like a three and a half for me. Um, I thought it was good. It was a good match. But then, like, when you compare it to, like, as, the problem is that the Keith Lee and Dijakovic match to me was such a, that was a main event match. Mm-hmm. So then to see this, I'm like, it was good. Yeah. It just fell flat comparatively. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad, but, like, it did. So. Uh, Grapple was ahead of me on this. What did you give it? Three and a half. Okay, so I went three and a quarter. So okay. I'm, I'm right behind you, and uh, Grapple was 3.54. Okay. So we wow, were kind that's of, the closest we got all, all episode. <laughs> yeah, we're really, yeah, we were pretty close, I think. It'll be interesting to see uh, where we meet on, on uh, TakeOver Cardiff. Uh, before, we, uh, before we do TakeOver Cardiff, uh, let's thank uh, the good people over at ThinkGeek real quick for sponsoring the show. CinemaGeekly.com slash ThinkGeek or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, all right. Uh, to the Motor Point Arena, Jacqueline, in Cardiff, Wales, <laughs> for uh, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, which is a really long yes. title for a show. But yeah. here we are anyway. Uh Opening uh, opens right away with Travis Banks and Noam Dar. Uh, this went about 13 and a half minutes. I thought this was a solid opener. Uh, the crowd was into it, but not like way into it, like you'd expect from a big opening First. match. Yeah. And they were good, but I I couldn't, I just couldn't find myself getting into it. No, this is uh, boring. Yeah, Travis Banks is is technically good in the ring, but I'm just not drawn into his matches and style. Yeah, something about Noam Dar is like a drives me away as well. 
Uh, hmm. It's not like either of them are particularly bad. Uh, they had a they had a solid match that the crowd was for the most part into, and mm-hmm. uh, Noam Dar beat Travis Banks after hitting the Nova Roller, and uh, yeah, that was that was it. This was very not memorable for me. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was solid. Uh, mm. I thought I thought I thought the work was solid. Oh, it was. I just was like, I don't know. It's not. I think too, and I'm. I feel like this is just like personal bias coming in here, mm-hmm. but like we watched it live. Yeah, I watched so it live. Yeah, at two o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't know what it is, but I'm like this is not wrestling time. <laughs> like <laughs> it was. <laughs> it like the timing was weird to me, and I was like, I can't. This is not. My brain needs to do other things right now. So for me, I, <laughs> for me at like two in the afternoon, I like that's when I have my most energy. So I'm yeah. like hyped up. I'm ready for something fun to happen. And the opener was kind of just there. And it's sort of what yeah. I was expecting. I was expecting solid work um, and a better than average match, which is what they gave. But, you know, nothing that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to rewatch that one again sometime. Like, yeah, it was, it was good. But yeah. It was nothing, nothing past that, I don't think. I agree. Uh, what would you give it? I'm going to pull it up on Grapple here. Okay, so I probably went lower with these matches in general, that, okay. just because I don't follow NXT UK, so I think it'll be interesting to see where we line up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I gave it a two. Okay, so Grapple was, I went three and a quarter. Wow, okay. And Grapple was at 2.94. Mm. So they were a little below me. Yep. Okay. Uh, but above you, But above you, it would seem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they showed Kaylee Ray backstage warming up for her match against Tony Storm. Uh, backstage interview with Radzi was backstage with Cesaro. So I don't know, is this a surprise to you to see Cesaro yeah. randomly on this show? No, I had read that he was going to be there. Okay, so yeah, I had seen the thing as well because that, that came out of the blue. It was not an advertised match that Cesaro was going to be on the show. It was just something they added randomly after Raw yeah. or SmackDown. I love- I do love that they're pulling all of the European, like, main roster guys to be like, eh, just go. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, they did it with Finn Balor. Like, and I'm sure they, they, like, they're very happy to. Like, Cesaro seems very much in his element here, so... Yeah, it's smart. Um, uh, it's something they yeah. did in the earlier days of the original NXT TakeOver shows. Uh, when they were still establishing NXT, like, they would bring in, um, you know, Cesaro was on the first... Uh, it wasn't called Takeover, yeah. but he was on the first NXT Network special. Uh, you know, they've done stuff like that with other wrestlers in the past. Brought them in on to the NXT shows and stuff. So I understand what they were doing here. Um, Cesaro says he didn't care who he was going to fight. He was just here for one. Uh, when he was approached by Ilya Dragunov, who was uh, full of energy. Uh, <laughs> this man expends. Ultimate warrior levels of energy going, just getting <laughs> to the ring. He uh, does. So Dragonoff comes out. He's pounding his hands on the cement. He's conducting the orchestra that is the crowd with his his Russian uh, theme song. Uh, he's running all over the place. He's just this. I have no idea how this dude has so much energy. And then went twelve minutes with Cesaro. Uh, yeah. But uh, he grabs the mic. 
He says Ilya Dragunov is here and Cesaro, I'm waiting. I don't think the crowd knew what this was. Uh, right. Because they reacted huge <laughs> when he said Cesaro's name. Cesaro comes out, gigantic, uh, like a, just a gigantic Eruption. reception. Yes. And uh, they went in here and they had a really hard hitting match. They did. Uh, Dragunov's chest was bruised from chops and European uppercuts. And uh, it was mostly Cesaro in the early going, and then Dragunov sort of, like, fire up and hit some big moves and some lariats and some clotheslines. And then uh, at the end, he went for his finisher, which is like a running, diving head. Like, he turns himself into a torpedo and, like, headbutts a dude into the chest. And he goes to do this, but Cesaro pops him up, hits him with the European uppercut, kills him with this thing. Uh, yeah. hits him with a neutralizer and pins him. The crowd loved this, and I thought this was a really good match. I did, too. I thought this was fantastic. I love when Cesaro, like, spins the guys, too. He did the big swing. He did the big swing. Yeah. And 40, they counted, like, 40 revolutions. They did, but if you watch it, like... Yeah, every, it's not. They count, like, twice every revolution. Yeah. Uh, they're ca- still that's super impressive like he, the core strength oh yes yes he really swung <laughs> him for like essentially that. he really swung him for essentially a minute is basically yeah. what he did I think they were counting seconds more than they were counting revolutions but uh, was, super impressive it's very impressive this was a great match like this should have been the opening match I almost think I think so like, too it just was energizing like, and they show uh like, I thought this was a really good showing for Dragon. Like, this was better than the Cassius Ono match where he had that... He had a match on UK TV where he uh, wrestled Cassius Ono as, like, his big first test and lost. And I think he should have won that match. So losing here would have been a little... Would have would have been a little Palatable. bit better for him. Yeah, because I think he looked really good in defeat here. He did. And also, though, like... Let's be honest. Go up against like Cassius Ono is not Cesaro. Yeah, although they were like, although they were once a really fantastic tag team before coming to WWE. Uh, Cassius Ono and Cesaro. Yeah, they were the kings of wrestling. They were actually a really great tag team. That makes sense, but I mean Cesaro is just so like he was he, great. He's so like tech like his technicality, his technical work is fantastic. Yeah, and I don't know. I just believe him. Yeah, yeah, like he's Cesaro. he's he's fantastic. After the match, he comes back into the ring and gives Dragonoff a handshake, gives him a hug, has some words of encouragement for him. It would seem, although we did not get to hear what it was. Yeah, uh, really, really cool. Uh, I like this match a lot, Jacqueline. What, I did too. What did you give Cesaro and Elia? Four. I also gave this a four, and Grapple gave it a three point eight six. So really close. Well, basically a four. Basically. A four. Yeah. Right on the same page. Uh, Tyler Bate was shown preparing backstage alongside Trent Seven, who was looking dapper. Uh, mm-hmm. Tag team championship on the line. Grizzled young veterans uh, against Gallus, against Mark Andrews, and Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, this went 20 minutes. This yeah, I was going to say, I want to talk about stamina. <laughs> this crowd was super into Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, the hometown team in Wales. They chanted for they chanted for Wales in this match. Yep. Uh, 
So talk about pride. I mean, although I, I've seen a lot of wrestling shows where the crowd chants USA. So uh, I guess yeah. it's not that weird. Uh, but they... But uh, I did read... Mark Andrews went to, like, Cardiff High School, so he's literally, like, a, ho- a hometown boy. Oh, literally, yeah. Uh, Flash yeah. Morgan Webster is a, is from Wales as well, but not from Cardiff. Uh, yeah. But Mark Andrews is, like, direct from Cardiff. And, like, I, I, I knew they were into this, like, when Mark Andrews' music hits, and I could hear the crowd, like, singing, singing. with a song. Like They knew it. I'm like, whoa, this, this place is going to be crazy this whole match. Uh, and there, his arm wave thing has really, really caught on. People are loving the arm wavy thing. They really uh, are. I, really fast, I'm so sorry. I love that their gear also had the Welsh flag. Yes. Oh, they were going full bore, full tilt. They, they went into it. In case, in case you've never seen NXT UK before, and you wanted <laughs> to know who the good guys were in this match, they're yep. wearing our flag. So, yep. <laughs> they're the good guys. Um... I thought for sure Gallus was going to be the weak link in this match, and they kind of were at times, but at times they were also pretty cool. Yeah, they also didn't get too much play. No. Uh, most of the fight seemed to be between Andrews and Webster and Grizzled Young Veterans, which would be a straight-up tag team right. match I would love to see. Yeah, um, which I think we're going to see soon. Yes. They are such a good team. Uh, I love uh, I love Zach Gibson more and more every time I see him. <laughs> he's such a great bad guy. He really is. I think he's stupendous. They did all sorts of crazy moves in this. Like yeah. uh, cool double teams, things like that. But there were like Canadian destroyers and dives off of people's shoulders to the outside. Uh, oh, yeah. All sorts of lunacy. Uh, the the <laughs> I thought the ending sequence was particularly good. Uh, mm-hmm. when they, uh, I think it's, uh, Grizzled Young Veterans have Mark Andrews and he hits them. He like counters the suplex and hits both of them with a stunner and Flash Morgan Webster does a 630 like ricochet. Yep. Uh, and I'm like, holy cow. Uh, and the pin is broken up because Zach Gibson pulls the referee out of the ring and he's got like <laughs> prayer hands. He's like, I'm sorry. No. I needed to stop you. Please. <laughs> Which, like, how genius of a move. You know what I mean? No one yes. ever pulls the ref out. And, <laughs> like, I, and I bought this because, like, I'm like, that was their chance, and he cheated them out of it, and then they get back into the ring, and Grizzled Young Veterans hit their finisher, Ticket to Mayhem, on Flash mm-hmm. Morgan Webster, and I'm like, oh, well, that's it. Uh, but then they do something clever. Gallus is getting up on the outside of the ring, and Gibson is yelling at Drake to take them out. So James Drake goes and does a dive to them to take them out, but he is also wiped out. And this break in the action has given Mark Andrews time to climb to the top rope. And when Gibson covers Flash Morgan Webster, uh, Andrews dives off the top rope with a shooting star press and hits Gibson with it and then rolls Webster on top of Gibson for the three. And the crowd goes crazy. And Webster and Andrews win the tag titles. And go into the crowd, never to be in again. Yeah, they jumped, they immediately (laughs) left and jumped into the crowd. I thought they were going to crowd surf for a moment, but they did not. But this place, (laughs) Cardiff was partying here. This was a great win, a great match, and a great celebration afterwards. I I love this match. Oh, I did too. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, I don't really know any of these guys, but, um, 
I, I thought, um, I just thought it was so enjoyable. And I would, I, you said that you like Zach Gibson and I do too, but I think Zach Gibson on the mic is absolutely phenomenal. But I think James Drake is, is, is he the more athletic one? Drake is definitely the more athletic guy in the ring. Yeah. I like Gibson in the ring as well, but as a personality, he's like incredible. Yeah, but I think that they so I but to that end, I think that they balance each other so well. Where like Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews would just like flash like the whole time, and yep. like, it's cool um, for sure. But I was like, man, this it was just fantastic, and I really like that Mark Coffey and Wolfgang didn't do a whole heck of a lot. So. No, and the they even did a few really cool things. Like uh, there was a moment yeah. where everyone's outside and. Coffee runs at Wolfgang and Wolfgang picks him up and hurls Mark Coffee over the top rope onto everybody. Oh yeah. Really it impressive. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, they I mean they, like they showed up for the match. Yeah, like, they, all of them did. They they didn't take away from it. They were the weakest part of the match, but it wasn't like oh whenever they were in there it was awful. It it slowed right. down a bit, but it wasn't It's bad. not like it's not like watching um uh Forgotten Sons. Yeah. Um but I'm really excited though because I think Zach Gibson, as as good of a bad guy he is, now he's going to be the whiny bad guy. So oh yes, you have that to look forward to. He's yes. basically just going to be like Adam Cole. Yes, I mean I could totally <laughs> see him as like NXT UK champion at some point. Probably, yeah. Like I could see it. Like he he'd be a different kind of bad guy than Walter, obviously. But uh, mm-hmm. I could I could see him doing it. Like at first I'm like I don't know, but. The more I've seen yeah. him, it's like, oh, this dude's like, he's he's awesome. And the crowd reacts to him. Oh, yeah. They love to hate Zach Gibson. They it's really great. do. A lot of people took there their shoes n- off for this match. I was going to say, the, the place probably stunk. I will. Um, <laughs> Nigel McGuinness made the joke, too. He's like, of all the places that I wouldn't want anyone to take their shoes <laughs> off, it's here in Wales. <laughs> uh, Fair enough, Nigel. Really quick, though, since you're talking about Nigel... I, I noticed that on UK, I don't know if this is true or not, but just, like, my perception, he, he like, changes personality from a hosting perspective. Yeah, he's a bit more of regular. a bad guy in on the UK show than he is in regular NXT, but... Eh. I don't know, he seems more of, like, the dominant personality. Oh, you mean on the UK shows compared... Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not... He doesn't... He's got, um... Oh, God, I can't remember his name. The NXT UK... Commentary. Vic yeah, Joseph. Yeah. That's why. Vic Joseph is good, but he is not the overwhelming personality that Moro Ronaldo no. is. Uh, so. Yeah, so Nigel definitely shines a little bit over Vic. Uh, although I like Vic Joseph, I think he's good. But yeah, no, but he's more he he plays the Nigel McGinnis role more. I, yeah, I yeah. Think. Nigel well, plays more anyway. of the Moro role. Uh, there's one mm-hmm. more thing before we talk about the scores for this match. There's a song. There's lots of songs that people sing yes. in this show. Uh, if by the end of the show you didn't know how the Tyler Bate song goes, you know because like they sang it twelve times in the main event, but at least at least twelve times. But there is a song they sang in this match, or it started in this match, but they sang it at least once or twice more over the course of the show, and it's this "Are You Watching Vince McMahon" song that they sing. Is that what they were saying? I couldn't yes. figure it out. Yeah, so they're singing the song "Are You Watching Vince McMahon," and hmm. the. <laughs> The kid who's in charge of Vince McMahon's social media account, because you know Vince is not on Twitter, yeah, like yeah. tweeting. They they called somebody. They somebody made a call somewhere, and it's like, "Hey, kid, get on Vince's Twitter account and tweet something. Pretend you're Vince." Uh, <laughs> like I think they heard that chant, 
and they thought it was an actual, like, you know, just a, just like a very casual question. Hey, Vince, are you watching the show? Just, just want to know. Yeah, what's he up to? And Vince tweets, Vince, quote unquote, Vince tweets, like, I'm watching and you're loud and it's great or something, you know. It's like, that's not what they're really singing. They're like, that's not what they're getting at. This isn't a, this is the, the verbiage would be too long for song form, but what they're saying is, Vince, are you watching this? This is the kind of wrestling we want. Please do this on your shows. Thank you. Love British wrestling fans. Like, that's what their song is saying. Yeah. Or Vince, this is why we're not watching your show. Yes. It's because this stuff is good and this is what we want. Please do this more. Thanks. Yeah, he's uh, not good with the, the like the I don't think, subtleties. I don't think anybody understood that that's what they were really saying. It's, I thought it was <laughs> clear that that's what they were saying. Yeah, uh, I know that. Anyway, what would you give this uh, this tag match? Another four and a half. Yeah, I also gave this four and a half. Uh, it was very good. We were a little bit higher than uh, Grapple. Grapple gave it a four point oh seven, so we're about okay. a, ha- a half higher. But yeah, we're in the same ballpark. Yeah. Above uh, four, under five. Yeah. Uh, last man. Oh, Tony Storm was shown backstage getting ready for her match. Last man standing match. Joe Coffey, Bomber, Dave Mastiff. Uh, this one about sixteen minutes. Uh, I thought this was boring. No, I thought it was good, but mm. this felt like your standard WWE style brawl yep. hardcore match. Outside of the outside of the really cool thing they did at the beginning, where uh, Mastiff whipped Coffee into the turnbuckle and it broke the turnbuckle and the rope came yes. off, thought that yeah, was that really was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I thought it was really disgusting to watch a huge man hit another huge man in the back with a cricket bat because those things are giant and thick and fl- it was almost like hitting him with an oar, and like mm-hmm. the smack it made was really disturbing. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, the the brawling was pretty standard WWE style yeah. brawling. It, this made, this looked worse to me on retrospect. Uh, this looked worse to me in retrospect after watching the AEW show, because they oh. did some, they did some crazy. They had a couple of crazy matches on that show that just blew this thing away in terms of like crazy things that they did in like a brawly yeah. hardcore match. Uh, this was yeah. I did not think this match delivered. Uh, the crowd was into it at times. Uh, it, just, it just hurts it for me. Like Dave Mastiff, I think is okay, and Joe Coffey just does nothing for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just uninterested. Uh, I'm given when I when I tell you the score, it's a score given purely out of how I because I think they did work hard, but. Yes. Um, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, my score would be lower than this, but I'm giving them the score because I thought they, they were trying really hard and obviously uh-huh. they, they beat each other up pretty bad. But yeah. uh, as far as like these types of matches go, it seemed pretty standard to me. Um, the, the ending was Dave Mastiff uh, and Joe Coffey like climbed above the set of the, or the, the announce table area where yeah. they had done the pre-show earlier, and uh, they both went flying off, kind of like Gargano and Cole, but less impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. They went through a table, and uh, as they're both trying to get up, 
uh, Mastiff is trying to pull himself up on a on a wheelie crate, and mm-hmm. Joe Coffee, uh, using his brains, kicks the wheelie cart, and Mastiff loses his footing and cannot get back up to his feet by the count of ten, and Joe Coffee kind of weasels his way into a victory in this match. Uh, yeah, it was a very lame ending. I gave it a three, because I know that they worked hard, mm-hmm. but I gave it a three. You were higher than me. I went two and a half, because I just did not... Yeah care for this at all i will say my favorite part of this match though is definitely nigel hiding behind like the screen curtain thing that they have behind the announce table Mm -hmm. like while he's still announcing like that to me was hilarious i understood why he was doing it though like for his safety but i still thought it was funny to see him do that yes uh and grandpa was kind of in between us here with 2.89 okay so it's not like there was a it's not like they thought this was blow away uh or anything like that uh, so after that match, uh, they showed Walter preparing for his match. They showed Tegan Knox in the crowd who has, uh, healed from her injury. She is also a Welsh wrestler. Uh, yeah. although I believe she is primarily going to be competing on regular NXT, uh, and not in NXT UK, which is interesting. Uh, hmm. but they are going to need more bodies now that they're expanding the show. So. Makes sense. And the women's division is a little thin. It's, yes. On NXT. So, uh, NXT UK Women's Championship, Tony Storm defending against Kaylee Ray. And I thought the work at the beginning of this match was pretty solid, although the crowd seemed really not into this at first. And I don't know if this is a just women's wrestling in general in the UK. I'm not sure how well it's received there, but none of the women's matches ever get much play. Even the, even the match where Tony storm beat Rhea Ripley, the crowd wasn't really? super into that match either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've never seen them like really, really, really into women's wrestling, at least from this particular brand. Uh, Interesting. so it took a lot for them to get into this and they, it felt like they were starting to get into it. A little bit. Uh, like, it felt like they were building a little bit of momentum. Uh, and Kaylee Ray does this dive to the outside where she almost dies. Uh, like, I think she went, she was like, I'm going to do a cross body. Wait, no, I'm going to do like a front flip. And then her body kind of just did the in between and almost like lawn darted herself on the. It was actually kind of a pretty scary looking landing, but she seemed okay. Yeah, she probably did it on purpose. Um, they. Tony at one point did hit her Storm Zero, but Kaylee Ray kicked out. So after this dive, they get back into the ring, and she hooks Tony up for her gory bomb, and she throws Tony into the ropes with it, so she gets, like, necked on the top rope, and then picks her up and then hits the gory bomb in the ring, and then pins her out of nowhere, it seemingly. Yeah. The crowd didn't seem to expect that. I didn't seem to expect that. The match just came to a sudden halt. They worked pretty hard. There were some cool things in the match, but it felt like it never got going. And yes, I agree. I like Tony Storm, but that seems to be the story of her title run so far. Uh, actually, actually, really the whole women's title, because uh, Rhea Ripley's hmm. run never really got going either in NXT UK. So, yeah, it was. I, I she was kind of like new though, but. Tony Storm was more established, right? Oh, yes. Much more established. Okay. Although the fans in the UK would have known Kaylee Ray. Like, she's an established UK okay. wrestler. 
Um, and she's good. I, I don't think this was the best match they could have had. Uh, no. And the ending felt like it came out of nowhere. I did not like this match as much as I should have, I feel. Also, mm-hmm. I don't think I like Tony Storm. I'm going to say something here. This Tony is not Storm's... the first time you've told me this, by the way. Yeah. I think I figured it out, though. Tony Storm, to me, seems like a less good Candice LeRae. Okay. And I think that, that she just always falls flat. And I'm like, it's, I don't understand the hype around her. I think I it's really the... don't. I think it's the match, because she's... I've definitely seen Tony Storm matches that were really good. Uh, better than this stuff. Uh, so, so far, I've... Her NXT uh, UK Run. stuff hasn't been that good. Like, she's had some... In, like, the Mae Young Classic, she's actually had some really good matches. And her best work wasn't even in there. Her best work was prior to that, but... Um, Is she, did she get injured not that long ago? I don't know. Uh, hmm. But... Yeah, she. I mean, she me, hasn't been on TV almost, a lot. Yeah, because to me, it's almost like hesitant wrestling. So I'm like, maybe was she hurt? Is she afraid? You know, like. Yeah, or maybe they just didn't get on the same page. Something got screwed up somewhere, and they lost track of where they were. Or I don't know everything. Right. And it, then the ending was just abrupt. Mm-hmm. It never, it never picked, it never kicked into like a second gear, or to to say the least, or even a third. So. Yeah. It was. I liked it for. I, don't know, I liked it for what it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't a lot. I don't know. What, what, what it would wasn't. you give it? I, I'm like a two and three quarters or a three. Like mm-hmm. I gave it a three. Yeah. Uh, Grapple gave it two point six two. So they felt the same way. Yeah, it's just kind of there. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, so after hold on, hold on, sorry, Tony Storm was injured recently. Apparently, oh, was she? Yeah, so okay. that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, they uh, that leads us into the main event: uh, Tyler Bate challenging Walter for the NXT UK or the WWE UK Championship. Uh, this was an odyssey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This was uh, an epic battle of epic proportions, and I'm somewhat torn. Yes. About how much I, I really like this match. Like, if the crowd had been dead by the end of this match, I think I would have liked it a lot less because this match was long 42 minutes. This went. Yeah, this was way too long. Um, I thought, yeah, I know there's some people who are like, they could have shaved off three or four minutes. And I'm like, they could have shaved off like 10, uh, for mm-hmm. me, but I will say this, I, cause I really like this match and the score I'm going to give it reflects that I really like this match. Uh, and it's only because they were able to keep the crowd. Uh, yes. this crowd was by the end of this match, they were still on fire for the end of this match. And like, if if they'd gone 42 minutes and the crowd was just half asleep or struggling to, to clap or cheer, I would have not given this a particularly great score because going long is ambitious and yeah. it requires the right story with the right characters. Um, for me, what really helped, they actually had this thing on the network called, Oh God, I can't remember what it's called now. It's like target something. Uh, it's like a little 24-minute document, like mini-documentary. They did one of these for Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. 
uh, and yeah. they did one here for Walter and Tyler Bate, and it's hmm. really like, good. Like, like to recap their rivalry, sort of, but it's done documentary style. So it's like That's they're cool. they're in Germany at Walter's Wrestling Academy. Like they showed clips of it on NXT UK TV, but this mm-hmm. was like much more longer form, and he's. Uh, like it's all done in character, but it's all shot like documentary style. Uh, and they have like sit downs with like Trent seven and they have like sit down with like Tyler's mom and like all of this stuff. And it's really good. And it made me much more invested in the story. Uh, in fact, I'm a little surprised they didn't like chop this up into pieces and kind of air it in parts, uh, on TV. Uh, because it, it really helped. I thought the story was decent going into it, but that really kind of sealed it. Anyway, uh, this match, as noted, long, but uh, full of stuff. Uh, the story of this <laughs> match was that Walter is huge and Tyler is not, but Tyler is a big, strong boy who can do... <laughs> Uh, amazing big, things. Yes, big strong things amazing feats of power and the story of this match is that the more Walter beat Tyler Bate down the more he somehow found the ability to keep doing these incredible things even like deep and late into this match he was you know suplexing Walter and picking him up on his shoulder and doing airplane spins and hitting him with burning hammers and like hitting his you know bridging out of pins with Walter on top of him and hitting the Tyler driver uh, things like this. This this crowd was in love with Tyler Bate. Like, oh, they ate yeah. it up. They wanted to marry this man and have all of his babies. This crowd was so into Tyler Bate. Like Which they were, they were singing songs for this guy. They were cheering wildly. Uh, they hated Walter. It was a, it was per- and Walt and Walter in this match was particularly brutal at times. Uh, yes. His chops and his kicks and like even like these Boston crabs he'd do where he'd just sit down like right on Tyler doing these things like uh just brutal. There was one point, so uh the thing that they did to the thing that Walter did to Tyler that took him out on the back when they were doing the download festival. They had an episode that was the setup for this match where they took out uh, Tyler Bate, and that led to like Trent Seven wanting to challenge Walter, and Walter oh, taking yeah. out Trent Seven. Uh, so, in the match where this happened, uh, Walter power bombs Tyler Bate on the apron, which he does again in this match. But he also picks up Tyler Bate and power bombs him into the ring post, which he does in this match too, but a billion times scarier because he oh un- yeah he underthrows Tyler, so his back doesn't hit the post. His butt and head, his butt hits the floor and his head hits the post. Yep. And it was really scary. And Tyler Bate managed to survive that. Uh, that was, was ne- I, go ahead. He probably has a concussion. Like, that there's was, no way he doesn't. That was near the beginning. That was like five or ten minutes in and he went another 30 minutes after that. I know. And my favorite, though, is that you see the ref just like jump out and there's like oh, another yeah. guy who comes out. To, a, like, a medic. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not the medic's real, probably not. But I, who knows? But I'm like, oh my gosh! Like this is this guy's gonna, this poor kid's gonna die. Uh, so yeah, as noted, they sang for they sang for Tyler Bate. They sang mm-hmm. a song in which they informed Walter that he is a wanker. Uh, yeah. They they sang the Vince McMahon song again. Uh, 
Vince wasn't watching this show. Come on. You would think he would. He's busy setting up his his football league, Jacqueline. You know what? I'm okay if he's, he doesn't watch stuff like this. That means he keeps his big ass out of it. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for the language, everyone. Uh, <laughs> in rare form tonight. <laughs> yes. Uh, at one point, Tyler does like Pete Dunn's finger snapping thing on Walter and yeah. gives him like a super exploder suplex off the top rope. Um, they Just so many chops and kicks and stuff like that. Uh, Walter hits him with like everything he's got. And then at the end of this epic battle, he grabs Tyler Bate, who is almost lifeless, and hits him with the power bomb, the thing that Walter beats everybody with. And, the and ref, kills him. Yes, and the ref counts one, and Tyler Bate, <coughs> Tyler Bate kicks out at one. What? And the crowd's, like, losing their minds. They're singing the Tyler Bate song again, and Walter chops him, and... Tyler Bate is like fighting back to his feet and Walter rears back, hits the ropes and just murders Tyler Bate with this big clothesline. It flips Tyler Bate upside down and then Walter pins him and uh, retains the title. That was a battle. It was epic battle. Yeah. Very long, but I would have, I would have disliked. Yeah. I see. I agree. I feel like, I feel like I could have given this match a five if it was a little bit shorter. but if You could have shaved 15 minutes off of this and it would have been perfect. But they went longer, but managed to keep the crowd, so I'm giving them credit for this. They did. And I will say, Walter is a, just like Dijakovic, they are big dudes, and Keith Lee, big dudes mm-hmm. who have a lot of stamina and can do yes. a lot of crazy shit. Yes. Stuff. Sorry. I do not um, want Walter to hit me ever. No. Well, it's, I mean, I never I never wanted that. It seems um, like, I'm just saying, like, if it came yeah, to yeah. it, like... Yeah. His seems probably hit, the size of my face. Yeah. He seems to hit harder the longer matches go. Like, that yeah, doesn't make sense some, to me, but... He gets some kind of weird power. But also, I've decided that uh, just now, Keith Lee, Dijakovic, and Walter in a match together, maybe my new dream match. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I but want to. I did like this. You know what I want to see? Walter and Cesaro. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Yes, it would. Somebody make that happen. Yes. Oh, uh, and then at the end, Pete Dunn came out came out to help his friend to his feet. Oh yes, Pete Dunn, Tyler, uh, Pete Dunn, Trent Seven came out. They helped Tyler Bate up to his feet. They hugged. Uh, nobody turned on anybody. Which no. everybody always thinks is going to happen when things like this happen, but the crowd was still chanting Tyler Bates. <laughs> yes, the crowd. Tyler Bate is a bigger star than ever coming out of this match. Yes, he could easily have another run on top with the championship. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, he's incredible. The crowd absolutely loved him. Uh, Walter is a great monster bad guy champion. Like, yeah. who's going to beat this guy? Uh, do you, I love do you know? Do you know Walter is not as old as you would think he is? No, he's not that old. I really thought he was like forty. Yeah, he's thirty-two. He's thirty-two. Me. Yep. I mean, he's <laughs> not. Like, what he, the hell? He's not Tyler Bate young, but uh, but he's he's, young. he's he's not towards the end of his career by any stretch. So no, and the style uh-huh. and the style he works, which is basically him clubbing you. Uh, he'll be able to do that for a while, so. Yeah. 
what would you give the uh, the crazy main event for TakeOver so, Cardiff? Oh my gosh, just because of length, I have to shave some points off. And I'm going to go with, I'm probably much lower than you. Yep. But it just lost me towards the middle. Like, I have no idea what happened in this match. So I'm going to say probably a three and three quarters. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, this was, I don't know if you've heard the old, like, there's a the idea of, like, the joke that's really funny and you keep doing it. Like, over and over again, mm-hmm. like, the joke keeps repeating itself, and then it, it's really funny, but then it becomes not funny. Not funny. But then yeah. it yeah. keeps going, and then it becomes funny again. Okay. Like, it, it goes back that. around. It was kind of like that for me in this match. At first, I'm like, this is incredible. And like, oh, boy, this is running a little long. And then I'm like, this is incredible again. And I'm like, oh, this yeah. is running a little long. And then by the end, I'm like, this is incredible again. Uh, <laughs> so, like, they really roller coastered it. Uh, and if they had not had the crowd with them at the end, I think it would have gone lower, but I still gave this four and a half. I thought this was really good. And that was even slightly lower than grapple, which gave this 4.64. Okay. There were definitely a lot of people on grapple who gave this like fives and four and three quarters. Um, I would say that this was tied for the second best match I saw on Saturday. Okay. Uh, It was not the best match I saw on Saturday, but it was... It was close. It was close. I see, and I like the tag team match better. Yeah, on the, the show, that tag team match was fantastic, and I, I think I think I like. I mean, I gave them both the same score, but I think I enjoy the tag match a little bit more just because I thought it fit well within its time frame. I, I've, yeah. I've seen some people say that they thought the, um, like they had the uh, you know the movie's runtime is three hours, but it didn't feel like three hours syndrome for Mm -hmm. a lot of people where they said that they didn't feel like the, the match went 42 minutes. Like they were stunned to see that Mm. it was that long. And I'm like, "Ah, I felt it. I, it was like, it was like Avengers Endgame for me. Like I, and I liked Avengers Endgame, but I felt the length of that movie. It didn't feel like it zoomed Mm. by like, uh, infinity war did or something like that. So, yeah, uh, I felt, I felt the length of this match, but Mm -hmm. that it was really good near the end still. I, I give them credit, and I was into the end. So yeah, it definitely helps. But yeah, I just I don't know. Just no, I, I hear for me. no. This is and this is totally on brand for you because Jacqueline does not like really long matches. I don't, and neither do I. Like they have to be. If you're gonna go really long, like this is on the tail end of like what I think would be a really good long match, but it's. For me to like really love a long match, it's got to be near perfect. Well, and that's why like the the last long match we saw was would be like Gargano versus Cole, and the only reason I liked that as much as I did, I think, is because it kept changing. Yeah, this was just the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it was Tyler trying not to die. It. Yeah, and I'm like, I get it. And at the end, he didn't die; he's still alive, so that's good, I but mean, just barely. That's debatable. <laughs> yes, it is. Um. And I know they've taped. I know they've taped some more, uh, but I did not read what they've taped. Uh, uh, UK, NXT proper. Uh, NXT UK. So I know they taped okay. more NXT UK, but I don't know. Uh, I do not know what they've what they've got. I do know what the main event of our our next week's show is, however. So uh, that I do have in my back pocket. Uh, what bef- is that? Oh well, before I before I mention what it is. I will direct people to go to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of this show. 
Um, and to also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, all those great places. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. And uh, that way you can hear us come back next time. Talk about more NXT on the WWE Network with the main event of Adam Cole defending his NXT championship yes. against Smiling Jordan Miles. Nice. 